0: Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Ant Wright, our college basketball analyst here for the Wolverine and on three sports. The best in college sports and recruiting. Ant, we previewed Michigan-Michigan State a few weeks ago. The game didn't end up happening. Uh, We will uh, do that as well. We'll talk about the Northwestern game, but how's it going, man?
1: It's going well. It's going well. Three wins in a row for the first time this season.
0: That's right. Michigan on a little bit of a roll, although it's it's tough to say that after Wednesday night's win over Northwestern because of how clunky it was. You had nine second-half turnovers. You did shoot 55% from three, 50% from two, and yet it was a game down the stretch that you trailed by seven with five minutes to go. Squandered an 11-point lead earlier in the second half. Just a weird game overall, not a ton of flow, 46 fouls. Uh, How do you characterize just how weird that game was? But at the same time, Michigan showed a lot of grit down the stretch without Hunter Dickinson, without Musa Diabate in the last two minutes. He got some big shots. Terrence Williams, Caleb Houston with a huge three. Um, Devontae Jones with big free throws. And uh, just as we expected, Jaron Falds making a game-winning assist type of play. Uh, Just weirdness all around. and And stop. And stop, yep. Missed his two free throws, but man. Uh, you know, you just didn't expect coming into this year that he'd have a role, but he's he's played one over the last few games. How do you characterize what went down on Wednesday night at Chrysler? Wild. I mean, you're talking about a
1: game that was uh, called very close on both ends. It wasn't just one way. There were ridiculous fouls for both teams, in my opinion. Like you said, what was it like? Forty six fouls. I think they shot like fifty. Like 52, 50, I don't know. They had the same amount of free throw attempts, I I believe, but it was like 50-something free free throws for the game, which is ridiculous. Um, If you were to tell me that Michigan had a home game and they shot what was like 55% from the floor, 66% from three, they went by 15 or 20 points. But there was absolutely no flow to this game. Not not a lot of shot attempts um, because there were so many fouls. I mean – um, it's, it was hard to watch, but this game was, this is a game that a road team usually wins because if they can muck it up enough, if they can, uh, if they can have like a stoppage of play a lot, if they can you know slow the game down, um, that usually hurts the home team because it takes the crowd out of it because they can't cheer for a long period of period of period of, uh, a long period of time. And then, and then they go up by seven. Right. They go up by seven late. Like this isn't beginning of the second. Like this was like with like, five, six minutes left. Um, and I was like, yo, these cats are in trouble. And guys just kept grinding and they got stops when they needed. Um, and they hit big shots. Um, say, say what say you want about Terrence Williams and his struggles or his consistency. That dude's got that dude's got big nuts. Like that dude once to make and take big shots. He has always been ready. This goes back to the beginning of last year. He is always ready. Um, He's always ready to make big plays. He's already always ready to take big shots. He had a huge shot, I believe, to uh, get the game down to two, I want to say. I think it was was a five-point game, and uh, he hit a big three to either tie it or put it down to like two. And that was huge. And then you have a situation where in the first half, Brandon Johns loses his shoe on one end of of the court. And instead of just forgetting his shoe and just playing with just one, like on like one foot pretty much, and being there on a three-pointer because his man made the three-point shot, he spent about two seconds worrying about his shoe. In that two seconds, Northwestern zoomed up the court in a five on four. Robbie Barron hits a three and then Brandon's like fixing his shoe still. And Juwan, if you didn't see his face,
0: yeah, it was hand on hand language. Yeah. He
1: was, it was beyond mad.
0: It was it disbelief, was like, disgusted.
1: I think. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was just like, yo, get out the game, my guy. You know what I mean? And yeah,
0: I wanted to and- ask you about that real quick. Has that yeah. ever happened to you? I mean, the shoe coming off, obviously, you just throw it to the side. No, I remember- my shoe's
1: always been on. Always no, been My shoes, all always, but I, okay. I always uh, double knot. You know,
0: M- remember when uh, stowski Nick Stauskas, threw his shoe into the Duke crowd? Into the Duke <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: crowd. <laughs> he said, "Forget about it, yo." I, right. I you know, get, that's yeah. what you have so, to do.
0: You get back. I couldn't believe it. The crowd was kind of there was a little bit of a rustle, like people were like, "What is he doing?" Um, and then they get the yeah, five. You can't, out can't do that
1: if if you no. do do that. It's got to be your on offense. You can't For do sure. that on defense. You cannot do that and. I think Jawan deserves a lot of praise and respect for what happened when Hunter M. Musa went out. I thought for sure John's was gonna go back in, but he put in faults and that told me he was like, I would rather lose this game than play you another minute tonight just to drive a point home. It's like we're not gonna play like that. Uh, you need to understand that you know like your shoe isn't bigger than this possession. Like, half of you is much better than zero of you, you know? And um, and the fact that he was willing to put in Jace as well to rebound, uh, I think that drove a point home. And I'm not saying that's just going to, like, completely flip this season. The season is more steady, right? But for the future of this program, you could look back at this point and say, hey, Jawan expects a certain type of respect for the game. He, he expects a certain type of, uh, of um, basketball IQ and a want to win the game as well. So
0: I, I respect no that 1,000%.
1: 1, 1,000%. 1,
0: okay, and that's an interesting perspective, I think, from a former player. Um, you were right on the stat. I think 67% from three. I was getting my 55% from what Michigan is shooting over the last three games. They've completely come to life here from deep, which has opened up, I think, the floor for the inside guys, you know, Hunter and Musa, Caleb's hitting his threes. We saw Eli hit a couple last night. Good to see him get a nice stretch there with that steal and an one and play a solid game overall. The defense has been there from him. Devontae shooting a good percentage from three. He's not going to be a volume guy because he can't create his own, but you're looking at a team that is starting to shoot it better. Terrence Williams is part of that, too. He had the stretch against Indiana and then the big one last night. Um Take me through, because because this is something we talked about. Spacing, you know, early on in the season has been such a yeah. big issue. Now that the shots are falling, tell me what you've seen in terms of the space there and how that opens everything else up.
1: Well, Northwestern did something interesting, what most, most teams really haven't had to do, is that they stopped doubling Hunter because guys were hitting shots. Like, that's the result, right? Now he doesn't have a double. Now Hunter can't pick you apart with guys cutting – Guys are doing a really good job on post feeds. They're starting to move. They're not just sitting there and watching. They're either cutting off his top or bottom shoulder. Um, guys are cutting from, like, the backside. They're setting some, backside, some like, backside screens. They're moving up. They're moving down. They're keeping the defense engaged. So if Hunter goes into his, into his move, he he goes into his move. If there's a cutter, there's not another defender jamming that cut. Why? Because that guy just hit two threes, and he can't exp- – he can't – he doesn't want to be a couple steps closer to the ball knowing that his man um, is shooting maybe 39% on the year and just hit a couple threes earlier. Um, making shots helps, 1,000%. Making shots helps. Uh, and when your better shooters who are higher in volume uh, are making shots, that that also helps. I think Caleb, um, Caleb and T. Will um, – T Will, I think he can shoot a little bit more because he does shoot a very high percentage. I think he's at 30, he was at 39.3% coming in, and he was one for two. So his percentage probably goes up a bit here. Um then you have Caleb who was shooting, I believe, 35 or 36 coming in, and he shot very well last night. So that's gonna jump. Um, I think those guys are also freeing up Eli. Because now they're not just focused on stopping him. They have Devontae being a bit more aggressive, especially in the pick and roll, getting in the paint a little bit more. You saw that when he kind of took, took over the game there when Musa and Hunter went out, he really turned the corners and just was very aggressive. I think he should start doing that when those guys are in the game. I think that's going to free up those guys even more. Um, uh, And it, and it helps guys like Musa where, you still don't really, really know where he wants to operate in terms of his spacing. Cause like his his spacing kind of interrupts Hunter a little bit, but the fact that Hunter is shooting so well from the perimeter this year, uh, that's helping him out too. So um they're playing, they're playing a little, little bit different. They're playing a little bit more confident in each other. They're kind of understanding their roles now. And I think that's that's the most important thing. I don't think guys understood their roles early on. Uh, but now guys know, they know exactly what they expect from themselves and the teammates.
0: I think that's a great point. And I, I was talking with the guys, Anthony Broom and, uh, you know, Chris Ballas at the game last night. We were saying, man, everybody is starting to know their role more. And now guys are doing like one or two things that they do really well. And they know that they can, hey, if it's not there, we can give it up. It's nice luxury to have a guy like Hunter where you can just kind of throw it into him if you have any doubts. About anything at all, but you're starting to feel that a little bit when you mentioned those cuts and everything that they're doing. I've noticed that as well. You know, got, Hunter will get it in the post, and then the guy will come flying by uh, back door. There's a couple times where he just hands it right off and things like that. Um, was that is that a product of now having some more spacing, or is that a product of Jawan and that staff really you know making some adjustments? Um, Jawan and the staff. Um, if you go back and look at the Rutgers game, you know
1: Hunter was feasting, but if you go back and look at some of those shots that he had to make in moves, he had three guys on him. Like does that happen if guys are cutting and moving and being uh and being uh more active off the ball? Probably not. And I think that um I think that they're like, "Hey, look, we're just going to for like an hour straight, Hunter, all we're going to do is give you the ball." And these guys are just going to have to learn how to cut a cut off you, what works, what doesn't work, when to screen, how to screen. And then the defense, they're going to trap you every now and then based off of calls off the, off the baseline coach, they're going to trap you on the, off the, off one dribble, off two dribbles. They're going to trap you. If you get to a certain area, they're not going to trap you and they're going to switch things up. And, and I think, you know, Just playing basketball once he gets the ball, there are no plays. When Hunter gets the ball, there are no plays. You become a basketball player. Uh, He's going to do his thing, but Hunter's done a really good job at not being over-aggressive when he doesn't need to be. And he doesn't really force. Um, And because of that, that's when you see him picking teams apart with really good passes. Coming into the game, I believe he had uh, had four assists in the – Um, in the Indiana game, and I believe he had six in the Maryland game against Maryland. Like, that's huge, that's big, and that just that's just another wrinkle that opposing teams have to talk about in their defensive scouting. The more you have to give another team to scout, the better because now they can't just focus on two concepts, now they have to focus on five or six things. Um, and you know, these are guys between 18 and 23 years old they're not going
0: to remember all these things, especially after after the first five minutes. Yep. I think that's super important as well. Um, when you look at Michigan state shifting gears a little bit, they've lost two or three, including to that Northwestern team. So you got to keep that in perspective if you're a Michigan fan. And also you got to think, A month ago, you know, they were probably losing that game by double digits. They were able to pull it out last night. So there's been a lot of growth, as we talked about, uh, you know, for some of the reasons we just outlined. But Michigan State loses to Northwestern a couple Saturdays ago. Really nice win at Wisconsin. You know, I know there was no Tyler Wall for the Badgers, but uh, still a good win there. And then you lose at Illinois without Kofi Coburn and Andre Curbelo, but tough place to play, that type of thing. Um, The thing I've noticed over the last – few games, including the Wisconsin win for Michigan state is that their wings really aren't getting a ton of offensive production. When you look at max Christie and Gabe Brown, which is basically, I feel like the the key to their offense, they don't have a scoring point guard. Those guys are both really good passers, but uh, you know, they're, they're more passers to those wing guys. And then Marcus Bingham's oh. not a great post-up big guy on the offensive end, though. He is a great defender. Uh, what have you seen from Michigan state in this little mini stretch here? Turnovers continue to be a problem. Tom Izzo's complaining about those. I know he was um, not happy with their physicality against Northwestern as well, so he probably got out the shoulder pads and and all of that during practice. But what have you noticed from Michigan State lately? It's funny how man we were when we were previewing the last game that would have happened. Michigan had lost two straight, you know whatever. Michigan State had won eight in a row. Uh, I'm not saying the flips have complete or the script has completely flipped, but you know it feels like. You know, this is uh, going to be more of a game potentially this time, even though it's in East Lansing. It could be.
1: It could be. And it's it's one of those games where it's going to come down to who executes in the last five, six minutes of the second half. Um, The, you know, Michigan State, they play – they are – they're going to beat you by, by committee or lose by committee. That's kind of how they play. They have multiple guys – that are averaging like within like three points of each other. It's like, it's so, it's so wild. It's so wild. Um, they don't have a, and they don't have a, like a all big Ten first team guy. Uh, they don't have someone who is going to just go out there and just destroy you night in and night out. Now I do think that could be Malik Hall, um, but he hasn't been given the keys really. Um, I've seen him take over some games, man. He had, one game in the uh Bahamas where he just destroyed. I think it was against Yukon, I want to say, but he but he was just going nuts in one of those games. He was just going berserk. Um he had another game uh earlier this year where like he was doing his thing against Illinois. Um they were struggling to score, and they went with Malik down the stretch, you know, getting Malik the ball and just letting him him just operate. Um but I can't wait to watch Him versus Musa. Um Musa is um I said this last night I'm like look I don't think there's a better true freshman defender in the country. Um which is you know saying which is saying a lot. Musa's defense, he's so fast. He's so fast, he's so quick. His arms are very long. He's what 6'10, 6'11, he's athletic. Yeah. Um very tough, very tough defender um it's uh that is going to be a matchup that i can't wait to watch um and then you have like like max max christie and gabe max christie and gabe are very similar to max has a lot more in his bag and i'm surprised that he hasn't shown more off the dribble but like right now um him and gabe operate similar to how caleb does where it's you know Two dribbles max type of deal. Uh, they're going to be more jump shooters, um, except Gabe. Gabe and Max are more athletic than Caleb for sure. Uh, but in terms of how they get their buckets, are very very similar. Um, and then you have Tyson Ty, Tyson Walker, transfer from Northeastern, very good defender. I'm gonna. It's going to be in, interesting to see how many offensive fouls Devontae Jones gets just from pushing off. But I'm also gonna be interested to see if Michigan can get Devonte in some in some really good leverage plays against Walker because Walker is gonna be smaller. Uh Walker's about 5'10, 5'11", maximum, and he's about 160. Devontae's all of 205. He's a he's a he's a big dude. Um, so getting him on Devontae's hip is, is gonna be interesting. Um AJ Hogart goes a million miles per hour. Um When's the last time Michigan took a took a charge. Do you remember?
0: Man, I can't that remember
1: rockers. the last time they took a charge. A.J. A.J. Hogart is a guy that you got to take one yeah, one to two turnovers just from taking charges because he is a bull. Six threes about two fifteen 220 Maybe depends on when he weighs in. He is a bull. He is an absolute bull, but he is also crazy fast, um, a bit out of control at times, and um, and I think Michigan is going to have to take charges um, against him. And he, they have Joey Hauser. That dude. Um, uh, he I like Musa
0: on him too. When that's the match, I do
1: like Musa on him. Uh, Joey is a bit crafty. He is a little bit craftier than Malik. Um, and Joey's just really going to hit you in that spot-up game and offensive rebounding. Um, he's not really going to get you off the dribble, off the bounce as much. Malik is much more of like – he's much more of a three-level scorer, you know. And um, But that four spot is going to be a very interesting battle, 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is uh, interesting because I've – talked to multiple people about this matchup who have said multiple different things but Michigan State in terms of kind of on the wing and in the backcourt when it comes to matchups for Michigan like do you throw Eli on Max Christie and let Caleb guard Gabe Brown or do you flip that I mean Eli's given up size either way and Gabe Brown's taller at six eight than Max Christie is at six six, but he might be you know I, I don't know what, what do you do there do you or do you go Caleb on Max Christie
1: um they're very similar they're very similar uh you probably go with you probably go with Eli on Christie and you probably go with Caleb on Gabe um
0: we'll see it But though, neither you know. are gonna
1: really beat you off the bounce and Izzo doesn't really utilize his wings like that either he's more of like hey point guard is gonna be the distributor the creator and the Wings are going to be the, the benefiter of those actions.
0: Mm-hmm. That'll be something to watch. Uh, Tom Izzo's on the screen for the people watching on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe if you are. Um, you played against Tom Izzo coached teams, and everyone talks about how, man, he's got, you know, in the summer, he's working on his Michigan scouting report. He's working on his Michigan scouting report in downtime. During the season, did you notice anything when you guys would play Michigan State that, you know, they were scouting you guys better than other teams? And I know it probably went the other way, too. John Beeline had some really, really good, you know, game plans against the Spartans as well. Um, Yeah. Just your thoughts on how well I guess both these teams scout each other, because it is one of those games where you feel like, you know, the tendencies. uh, But, you know, Izzo especially seems to have always one eye on on. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's pretty it's pretty Here's what I'll say. Um, I'm not sure if it was done on purpose, but I remember. I remember they would force certain players middle, and certain certain players were forced baseline, which is weird because in order to do that, the whole defense has has to know they got
0: to know yeah. how
1: the ball defender is guarding. Um, that's really intricate. Like that's really intricate stuff. Um, he he's a very good he's very good at scouting. He's very good at understanding a team's tendencies. Uh he's very good at um you know, making some of your strengths and your weaknesses too, you know. Um elite, elite in elite in preparation. There's a reason why he's been to what eight final fours, eight or nine. Um there's a reason behind that. It's because going into those games, hey, maybe he's not the more talented team, but he understands who the not tough guys are on the other team and who they can attack. Um, so if if you're not tough coming into this game, you're, you are going to be exposed one 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 hundred percent, one hundred percent. And, you know, they 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 know when to muck it up, when to play finesse. Um, they have a they have an identity. And they usually have that every single year around this time, um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, there's you know, there is a reason why dude is in the Hall of Fame. Like, he you know, he didn't accidentally get there, you know. So um, this this is going to be a huge, huge chess match between Jawan, Jawan and staff and Izzo and his staff for sure, but. But what I have seen is once you if you can break, if you can break his initial scouting, then you break his counter. That's when Michigan State kind of kind of kind of crumbles. um and but there's but they're still able to play tough and play hard. That gets them through a lot of times, but but you really see a lot of their, a lot of their faults and a lot of their deficiencies once you're able to, to get to that level.
0: Yeah. I I think that's a great point. Um, When you talk about the Breslin center, and I think we might've talked about this again on our last Michigan, Michigan state preview, but, or no, we probably didn't because it was supposed to be a home game. So let's talk about the craziest thing. Maybe you've heard there from their fans. What is it like uh, as a player, being there, you know, does that noise affect you a ton? And how big is it in your mind that Michigan got to face the assembly hall crowd and, you know, was able to overcome that, having that confidence going into this game?
1: Uh, that assembly hall crowd this this year was pretty good. I mean, you're you're talking about an Indiana team that went into that game, 12-0 at home, top 10 at home in defensive efficiency, and Michigan shredded them. Um is zone when I was there is a lot different than the is zone now um I joke around with Michigan state fans and they agree that like this new gen Z is zone is just it's not the same it's not the same uh you know too worried about take take taking pictures and being there rather than calling out somebody about their mom you know
0: um they're not doing their scouting is they're not doing their scouting you know, yeah. they're
1: they're there for the uh they're there for the clout. They're there for the for the clout and not not you know doing their doing their job. But um, but the oh, so Breslin is still the Breslin. It's still gonna get super loud. Um, but it's not the same as when I was there. I know that for a fact. It's not the same. Not even close. Not even close. I couldn't even hear I couldn't even hear anything going on. Like, dude, oh, man. So like B would be like line or like am or like amaker would be saying something like 10 feet away from me and i couldn't hear it i couldn't hear anything any sound any enunciation of what they just said so i know for so like you kind of lose you kind of lose yourself on the court
0: and you've got to have really good communication really good communication no doubt um Last thing, let's let's kind of you know break down what we think is going to happen in this game. How do you think Michigan is going to handle not only the environment but Michigan State? I mean, we can talk all we want about you know losing two out of three or whatever. They're not playing as well, and, and those two wings aren't hitting their shots in the last couple games. But this game, you usually rise up. We've seen like remember in 2013, like Michigan was struggling down the stretch. There they went six and six heading into the Big Ten or the uh, national tournament, but they were able to beat Michigan State at home because it's just that game was just separate, basically, of everything else. Uh, we've also seen great Michigan teams like that one go into Michigan State and, you know, lose by 23 points. Uh, so kind of anything can happen in this type of game. But how do you expect this Michigan team, which is much improved from a few weeks ago, to fare against a Michigan State team that is is good, you know, near the top of the Big Ten, but isn't invincible by any stretch?
2: Lewis Celebrate the Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers.
1: Yeah, so like,
0: walker is heated (laughs) he's going off yeah (laughs) oh
1: man that's so funny okay um yeah so like one thing is for sure walker walker (laughs) hunter (laughs) hunter cannot wait for this matchup i think hunter has had this matchup circled for a long time i think he sees the tweets about Bingham going to put him in a, in a trash can or he's, like, on Bingham's shoulders and all that stuff. And, you know, Bingham has been one of the better defenders in the league this year. I mean, you're talking about – I'll put him at number two or number three. Probably number two behind Trent Frazier, in my opinion, um, in terms of uh, being locked down defenders. Um, toughest, I, you know,
0: matchup Hunter's, toughest matchup Hunter is going to face since Coloco. Uh, yeah. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah 100%. and uh one thing that that you know Bingham doesn't have that Coloco did was a little bit of weight um a little bit of weight and I'm going to be interested to see how Izzo is going to guard him um where are they going to send their traps are they going to send traps are they going to leave Bingham on an island They they probably noticed that uh, Hunter was much better getting trapped than he was in one-on-one um against Northwestern so they may one- on-one him initially I think Hunter has to Hunter has to abuse that matchup stay out of foul trouble um they can't let their shooters get off either um, and they got to keep the guards out the paint um Michigan hasn't been great this year had they, they haven't been great turning teams over either uh, something that Michigan State does at a very high clip. And um, and they have to and they're they're just going to have to figure out just like against Northwestern how to just will this team to a victory. You know, it's they're not going to win this game pretty like this isn't going to be a game like against um, Indiana, where I think Indiana played a bit soft. Michigan State will not play soft at home. Not in this game. Never, ever, no. as long as Izzo's there ever. Um this this uh, this game is not for the meek, the weak. Uh, you've got to be ready to go. You got to be ready to go. Everybody, everybody, even you know Johns. If he's out the doghouse, we'll see if he plays that game and possibly his last time going to East Lansing, um,
0: ever. Yeah, ever. It's it's be, it's going to be. He'll be back when unless- he's visiting, but. <laughs> Yeah, un- he wants to be able to walk around like, there, you know, and and have the, the transfers
1: there or there or to Ohio State or it's like Indiana or so something like like maybe he'll go back, but um, you know, this is uh, it's gonna be a big game for like Kobe Bufkin. What's gonna happen with him and Jay Dacans? You know, there's a lot of yep. uh, chirping about that, um, and Jay Dacans has had a bigger role much earlier for than, sure than. Uh, Kobe has and you know he's probably more set in his role being a hustle guy, a rebounder, a shot maker at times. Um he had like ten or eleven the other night, uh that helped them beat, I believe was that the was 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 that the Wisconsin game where him and Davison were going back and forth,
0: I believe. I th- um, I think he played pretty well in that game. I, I don't have the number. I
1: think he had like ten or eleven at least. Okay. Um Against them and, you know, who was going to step up like last game, like that was Jaron faults like Jaron Fultz comes in, big assist, big stop, basically a five point swing. Um, then you have uh, against Indiana, like how, how good was Hunter? How good was uh, T. Will and Johns in that first half? Yep. And, you know, Maryland was pretty much everybody was just like, was just getting their licks in who's going to be that guy against Michigan State? And Michigan State is still playing for a Big Ten championship. And if you haven't checked, I believe um, – I'm not sure if the Indiana-Penn State game changed anything, but um, but Michigan is either like sixth or seventh right now in the league, which is nuts, which is absolutely yeah. insane. And part insane. of that is because they didn't play Purdue and Michigan State. I get right. That. I don't care. I'm just looking at what what the standings say right now. What the standings yep. say right now, I believe they're on sixth or seventh. Um, and they're two games back from first. Two Crazy. games back from first, which yeah, is Michigan, nuts. Which is Michigan
0: nuts. State a half game off the lead of Illinois at seven and two. Michigan State at six and two. So, yeah, you're right. They're contending yeah. there um, for sure. Uh,
1: Not saying they'll get there, but, but. These are just facts. These are just facts right
0: there. They are. Um, Before we go, I just want to remind people that we are brought to you by Manscaped today, our favorite sponsor here at TheWolverine.com. We'll have to get them to send you uh, some products as they've been sending us, and they've been great. So cheers to 2022 (laughs) and resolutions that you can actually keep. What's that? The
1: wife will like that.
0: There, Exactly. How about keeping having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save, you, save your balls this year and make them drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. This is crazy, Ant. <laughs> Set New your years. first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide. It's crazy. A couple months ago, it was 3 million men. It's 4 million men worldwide <laughs> now who trust Manscaped uh, with our exclusive offer, Manscaped.com. Head over there. Use the promo code twenty go blue for twenty percent off and free shipping. Uh, a great offer there. So that is two zero G O B L U E. What a read! I think they're doing it just to make us laugh and and you know probably love just you know have a couple outtakes on it. But best product out there. Uh, do you have a final score prediction on Michigan Michigan State or uh, I don't is that like not your type of thing. Like doing them. Okay. I don't like doing them. I don't like doing them. I don't like doing them. What's your gut though on say. who's gonna win? I guess. I don't know like that either.
1: Um, okay, it depends on who shows up because, like, you you can talk about all the statistics that back up stuff, but it comes down to who shows up and who is who has the best game plan, who counters to the other's game plan, who's ready to play. You know, is is there's there's just so many factors involved. Uh, I think Izzo and Juwan are, are they two and two against five hundred?
0: Yeah, two and two. 500.
1: Okay. So they're 500 coming into this game. Um, you know, you could say Michigan States lost two of the last three, but if you watch those games, like it, Illinois didn't score in the last five third 32. They're lucky that they escaped with the win. Right. Um, if you if you look at that northwestern game, you know, Bingham misses two misses free throws that would go into overtime. So like it's like and the Illinois game. They missed the free throw to go into overtime. And um, those are just games that show up as a L. L, but it's really like, hey, it's not like they were down multiple possessions and they were just getting worked. Just right. like that Northwestern team. Like, they came into last night, five of their six losses by eight points or less. By eight points or less. They got routed against Purdue, which, you know, they're Purdue. They're like a legit top 10 team. But Mm -hmm. outside of that, like they've had like, you know, five out of six losses came by eight points or less. Like they are a tough, tough team. And they're like Scott Frost and Nebraska, you know, they're going to keep it close, but something's going to happen where they just lose at the end. Right. Um, But this, this Michigan state game, you 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 got to throw everything out the window and it's going to come down. Who was the, who was the tougher team? uh, Who, who rebounds? Who rebounds better? Um, I'm gonna look at rebounding. I'm gonna look at assists, and I'm gonna look at the three-point percentage. I think the winner of two out of those three are gonna win this
0: game. Okay. Well, we'll revisit that afterwards. But yeah, great stuff. Great breakdown. Uh, for more of Ant's, uh, you know, analysis, head to his Twitter. It's Ant, right? Is that is that the correct it's Ant, Twitter right, handle? Man. And then uh, over at the Wolverine.com videos, written breakdown as well. Uh, so all over there. One dollar gets you a year at the Wolverine.com premium subscription, just a dollar. It's nothing. So go and do that as well. You can join us on the message board, get all the premium content, and uh, we'll see everyone over there. Enjoy the game on That's Saturday. Like
2: eight
1: eight or nine cents a month. Exactly. Go to your couch. You can find that. Just just go go to your couch, guy. Go to your couch.
0: Exactly.